Hello, my name is Fiona Hazel. I'm married to George and we've been members of NBC and now Central for over 40 years. We have three grown-up children and four granddaughters. I was a physio, laterally working paediatrics, which was hard work but great fun. When I gave that up in my early 50s, I became a massage therapist, mostly working in palliative care, which I find is a great privilege. This month, we're talking about endurance. I looked it up in the dictionary and some of the meanings given were patience, perseverance, staying power, tenacity. These all seem slightly different aspects of endurance and sometimes I'm sure we experience all these things in the particular race we've been called to run. Sometimes we're called to run a 100 metre sprint when you can see the finishing line from the start. Sometimes we do a marathon, or even in my case a half marathon, when you certainly can't see the end from the start, and it does seem a long way, but you know the approximate time it will take you to finish. I think what George and I have been called to is an endurance race, when you certainly can't see the finish, have no idea how far you're going or how long it will take, or will we even see the finish? In our 20s, George, then I, had a vision for a worship and prayer centre somewhere in Scotland, as vague as that. We didn't feel it was urgent, but it was always on our minds over the years. We looked at quite a few places, but none of them seemed right. Eventually, we heard of a place on Iona and became excited about that. I couldn't go to see it, but George and a couple of friends went. They had terrible weather and an hour's detour down due to a landslip. But as they were going over on the ferry, blue sky appeared over Iona and the sun shone in the island. Seemed like a sign. However, when they got there, all three of them were quite sure that this was not the place. So disappointing. What now? We felt we had hit a wall. However, shortly after that, someone told us about a disused church on Arran, which also had a bunkhouse and some land, which was up for sale. We felt we'd better go to see it, although had no great hopes after Iona. As soon as we got there, we knew that this was the place. In November 2011, a group of us made an offer for it for £250,000, although we had no money, which was accepted. And in four months, the whole amount was raised by gifts and interest-free loans. In fact, we raised 265000 but unknown to us, we needed the extra money to pay for the legal right of access up the lane, which belonged to the laird, to the church. An amazing example of God's provision in supplying that extra money we didn't know we would need. We officially became the owners in February 2012. Since then, we have completely renovated the very basic bunkhouse, which is now a very comfortable four-bedroom Dundara cottage, using volunteers who brought their skills or just their willingness to help. We felt the story of Nehemiah re rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem was very inspiring as in it, everyone took responsibility for part of the rebuilding. Working together like this was good fun. There were also regular times of prayer and worship and an awareness that this is God's work. Once we had paid back the loans for buying the whole site, we received a very generous donation and felt that this was God saying, OK, time to start the next phase. Our recent project has been refurbishing the church, 
half of which was financed by a loan from a Christian finance company and the rest by generous gifts. The roof was in a worse state than we had thought. And when we saw the church looking like a demolition site, with only four walls, no windows and no roof, it was quite scary and pretty daunting. How was this ever going to become a church again? This was not one of my high points, I have to admit. I went for a walk near the sea, along a path which is surrounded by ferns in the summer, but was just a horrid brown mess at that time of year. However, as I walked along, I saw some wee curly green baby ferns amongst the brown and felt God saying to me, this is like the church. It just looks a mess, but it will rise again. I find God often speaks to me when I'm in the open air and this was such an encouragement. I often think of the verses in Isaiah which say, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Now we have a beautifully restored church building and God has yet again provided in amazing ways. We still have a lot of new build on the plans, but I've no idea when this will happen. God and I, George rather, and I feel we may never see it completed, a bit like Moses. But we have been the instigators of it and other folk will continue the work. One of the thoughts in a Lectio 365 reading said, what am I building for the Lord that will outlast me? And we think this church will certainly outlast us. It has been important to us all that the building wasn't the focus, but that we had to take time to listen to God and what he wanted us to do, even though his timing was perhaps not ours. I sometimes wish that I could be like Sleeping Beauty and go to sleep and wake up when a particular bit was finished. This has been a quite daunting but also amazing journey. God has touched many people at Sanex and has provided for us, often in surprising ways. When things are difficult, that's when we need to turn to God and ask for his help. In Joshua 1 verse 9, God says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let me pray for us all. Father God, I thank you that you're so practical. You know what we need. God, we yield to your care and your concern over our lives. We receive your hospitality and the way you gently and practically attend to our needs, even when help comes from surprising places. Help us to trust you more. Amen.